0: Shoes? What's the matter, Morty? The thing. My the thing. Great gowns, beautiful gowns. Fashion has changed. The oh, it hasn't. Hi, my name is Lauren Garoni.
1: I'm Chelsea Fairless. And you awake yet, Chel? I'm barely awake. I had to get Lauren to make me some espresso. I don't know, does anyone else have this? Like, does it take you? Sometimes it takes me, like, four hours to wake up on certain days i don't know why it has nothing to do with how much or little sleep i've gotten it's just like a thing you know Uh, this has been happening the last few days with you yeah i go through periods and then i convince myself that i have chronic fatigue syndrome and start to stress out and then i go back to feeling normal again in the mornings i don't know what it is what is chronic i mean i guess it's self-explanatory chronic fatigue how do you not know what chronic fatigue syndrome is it's like such a popular thing or not popular, but like common. OK. My school bus driver had it, actually.
0: Seems like a, not the best job if you're chronically fatigued driving young children around. I know, but it's like she around. could do the bus in the morning and then was like done for the day. So you're on the opposite schedule. You can only do things for four hours from the afternoon to early evening, and then you're done. Exactly. Speaking of school children. Oh, no.
1: <laughs> no, I got my car towed for the first time since I lived in LA. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, I did park in front of an elementary school that was very much a tow-away zone,
0: but I still feel victimized by the city of Los Angeles. I thought what you were going to talk about are the school children noises, because when you moved into this apartment, they were like, oh yeah, a school's across the street, and you were like, whatever, because the pandemic was going on, and who knew when school was coming back, but I guess they're back, baby. Well, they're not back. That's the thing. It's like when school's in session, it's like, I
1: don't think this like shitty summer school where there's like 20 kids hula hooping six feet apart with masks on like really counts as this school being open. Ergo, it was unfair that your car got towed. Yeah. Yeah. And it was at the saddest place, like, when I went to pick it up. It was like jail for cars, you
0: know? That's exactly what it is. Well, while you were getting your car towed, I was getting recognized. Oh, my God. What do you mean? For the... For this... Yeah, someone recognized me for the podcast, complimented the podcast. I don't even, this never happened, so I don't even know how to refer That's to it. That's so as. major.
1: I mean, we've definitely been recognized like from, in, like before we had the podcast, but no one's ever come up to me anyway and said that they were a fan.
0: And I don't know how because I was wearing a mask. I was holding my dog. I was I, This happened while getting coffee. So I thought the conversation was going to be about my dog because it usually is. It's mm-hmm. usually like how old is he? Where did you get him? I'm like, is a Pomeranian. I don't know how old he is. That's is the whole conversation usually. I want to do a frequently asked questions and print it out, but that feels a little passive aggressive and presumptuous.
1: Even- yeah, that would be literally psychotic. But what did he say? What? Wait, what were you wearing? Most importantly. I was wearing gym clothing. So you weren't looking your best.
0: I mean... <laughs>
1: You're like, my body
0: looks great, yeah. but the
1: outfit left something
0: to be desired. Absolutely. Um, this gentleman was like, are you Lauren? And I was like, fuck, I hope I know who this person is. And I was like, yes. And he was like, I love the podcast. And I was like, oh my God, thank you. And I didn't. That's so nice. Shout I, out to that guy. I what know. What was he wearing? Also gym clothing. Okay. So he didn't judge you. Uh, no, it was 930 on a Wednesday. But I feel bad for not asking his name because now I'm talking about it on the podcast. I just was so shocked and overwhelmed. He said that he has lived here for four years, and when he <laughs> listens to our podcast, it feels like chatting with his uh, friends. In I mean, London. should we
1: just like straight up hang out with him? Like, what's the vibe?
0: Yeah, <laughs> shall we? Shall we? Shall we meet a go get him Tiger at West Hollywood again at a at a prescribed time? <laughs> Um, Please DM us. We want to be friends. <laughs> and by friends, we mean we mostly want to be complimented. Love that for you. Thank you. I mean, in and also for you. Maybe you wouldn't have recognized me.
1: <laughs> Maybe I would have looked too ugly in person compared to, like, my online presence, you know?
0: <laughs> you have a voice for podcasting? <laughs> exactly. you, have a, oh, you have a face, a face for, for podcasting. podcasting. Yeah. No. Um... I was wearing a mask and my hair was bad. I had no idea how he recognized me. It must be from the dog. Speaking
1: of podcasting, I don't know what we're going to talk about this week because this has been a really slow news week, don't
0: you think? I mean, we have some stuff to talk about. Yeah,
1: we'll obviously find things to talk about. But one thing that I guess we could talk about is Lizzo's new music video for the song Rumors featuring Cardi B.
0: Yeah, I was a little disappointed that it wasn't a cover of Lindsay Lohan's Rumors. (laughs) As was I. I mean, Cardi gets a feature, but not Lindsay? Okay. (laughs) Yeah, I mean...
1: I want to preface this by saying that I like Lizzo as an artist and I want her to succeed in all areas, but... Don't make Lizzo cry. She's already cried once this week. I definitely don't want to cyber bully Lizzo either because her feelings do matter to me. And I don't even really want to talk shit about the song. I mean, maybe the song isn't great. It has a few too many horns in it for my liking. It's too horny. It's too horny for you. Too much brass. But that's a personal thing. You know, it's kind of giving me like Christine Aguilera back to basics vibes.
0: It is a little puzzling that, you know, we've been so there's been just like a dearth of good songs. There's just been a dearth of summer bangers. And it's a little weird to release one in the middle of August. We didn't
1: have one this year. To me, the video was like a complete disaster. It looked like <laughs> an educational computer game about Ancient Greece
0: from the 90s. It did look like one of those interstitials they do between Disney shows in the 90s, where it's like, this is what life in ancient Greece was like. <laughs> totally. Also,
1: I don't know what ancient Greece has to do with the concept of rumors and like haters
0: talking shit and stuff. Oh, I think Socrates was such a <laughs> shit talker. Are you kidding me? Such a troll. <laughs> Well, I guess the inspiration for the video is from the 1997 Disney animated film Hercules, which I never saw. Which is like already a
1: terrible reference.
0: Like, let's be real. We had grown out of Disney by then. We were already watching like Michael Haneke films. Yeah. Lizzo, when are you going to do a piano teacher inspired music video, huh? You want to talk about Brave?
1: (laughs) Oh, that I would live for.
0: Yeah, it's like
1: the clothing and jewelry was awful. The bodysuit that they made for Lizzo was just like words can't even describe. I mean, even the Grecian dresses, which you would think would be like a hard thing to fuck up just like as a item of clothing. It's like the cheapest lyrics I've ever seen in my life. It felt a little party city. It felt like... They were trying to do scaparelli couture on a wardrobe budget and it just didn't work. And it did a disservice to the artist in the video. Although Cardi looked kind of cool, but I think that was mostly just because she was pregnant and like pregnancy like adds a lot to a thoughty Grecian outfit.
0: And also just a, a rap aesthetic in general. I think about the, that Grammys where M.I.A. was like eight months pregnant. And she came out to rap a verse. With yeah, a major. Yeah. So major. It's interesting because I feel like what Cardi was trying to say is like the titty plate is here to stay. Yeah. This is an agenda that's been pushed by Daniel Roseberry of Scaparelli, even though what she was wearing was not Scaparelli. Yeah, but it was trying to look like that. And because she was wearing Scaparelli
1: earrings, it, I think, made it questionable to the average viewer. Could, could be.
0: Right, I guess. Although we
1: can obviously tell, it's just not.
0: No, it was sculpted by Misha Japanwala, who is an artist who was also behind the cast piece that Cardi wore when she revealed her second pregnancy. So I'm, I'm kind of into that as, as, a, as a maternity look in general. I just think for such a big single, this really called for some major customs from some major designers. Is this a new feature we should start, which is how we would have dressed them? Are we gonna become those
1: people? If Okay, yeah, if it was me, I would have gotten A, more than two looks. Like there's only two looks in this video that Lizzo has. The Grecian dress should have been, like, a Versace or, like, even, like, a Norma Kamali goddess dress that she's made for 10,000 years.
0: Even Alaya, Even, like, an Alaya
1: separates, I yeah. could see. And then, like, the bodysuit could be, like, a Mugler vibe. And then, like, a third look that's, like, some sort of Versace, Greece vibe. Yeah. But alas. I this guess- This was not my
0: job. This was not our job- I have friends working on productions who are like being threatened to be shut down. So like there's a part of me that's like, I get it. They're trying to do their best.
1: Yeah, of course. But.
0: But not good enough. It just
1: sucks. You know, like I said, we love Lizzo and want her to succeed. And it sucks when the team drops the ball around an artist, you know. So you're blaming the team. Yeah, I mean, I I don't, like I said, I don't think the song is, it's not my favorite, but I don't think it's bad. I think she's a great artist. I think the music video sucks. I think the costume sucks. And I think that has an important role in shaping how people think about the song. So it won't be on any of our Spotify playlists coming up? No, I don't think so. But hopefully the second single will be more major.
0: All right, this was like oddly negative. I feel like we should talk about something that we're excited about. Shall like we? What? <laughs> well, Ryan Murphy continues to keep his neck on the American insert noun here story franchise <laughs> by announcing American Love Story and American Sports Story. So,
1: yeah. So, the Sports Story is about Aaron Hernandez, right? Yes. And then American Love Story is about JFK Jr. and Carolyn Bessette. Carol
0: yes. American Love Story is dedicated to sweeping true love stories that captured the world's attention. So, the first one is obviously going to be about JFK and Carolyn Bissett. As described in the press release, what started out as a beautiful union for the young couple, widely regarded as American royalty, began to fray under the stress of relentless microscope and naval gaze of tabloid media. The pressures of their careers and rumored family discord ended with their tragic deaths when his private plane crashed into the ocean on a hazy summer night off the coast of Massachusetts. That's one of those deaths where I remember where I was. Yeah. Do you? I do. I remember waking up that Saturday morning and I think my mom was glued to the TV and CNN just was playing that. Yeah. They were presumed missing at that point, but.
1: Yeah, I was at a slumber party and also, yeah, when the news starts, reports started to come in that they were presumed missing, I was like glued to it for hours and then they were like, there's the wing. Oh, fuck. That was so depressing. I mean, I was a big, I was a big stan of that couple at the time. Yeah. I mean, everyone was, but you know, yeah. I'm a Kennedy freak, so. Are you really? Yeah. Have you not seen... I literally have, like, books about JFK Jr. Like, I don't know why. I don't know. (laughs) In the house? No, I haven't seen it. I also have read... I may not be a housewives person, but I have read Carol Radswill's memoir, What Remains. Ah, yes. About this
0: particular event. It it wasn't her wedding, was it? I think it was her wedding. I think this was debunked. Hold on one second. Or
1: was it her... I think Carol, or was Carolyn, her was like her best friend, basically, as I remember. Right. It's been a really long time since I read that. Maybe Carol was just going to the wedding. I don't know. I forget what I forget what the situation was. Yeah, no, but she
0: got married in in '94. Who's playing Carolyn Bissett? So this is an interesting question because are we fan casting or realistically who would be cast? Because I I do. let's do both. Like, for
1: example, like, we can't cast Gwyneth Paltrow 20 years ago in this role, right? Right. But I would like to.
0: (laughs) Just de-age her? I mean, her husband, (laughs) Brad Falchuk,
1: is a producer on this. Just make her look how she looked in, like, Great Expectations, and we're good.
0: Well, that's the whole thing that Marvel does, is they have that de-aging technology. It's very Uncanny Valley. I think it's especially hard with It Girls, because it's
1: like... Carolyn Bessette did really have something in the way that like Gwyneth Paltrow, a Kate Moss, like that thing. So just to plug in some random ingenue, like almost doesn't really do her justice. Like we need someone with, with the correct vibe. So I have three actresses.
0: Okay. All right. The first one is Lily Reinhart. Who, who's that? She's on Riverdale, but she was also in Hustler. She's the one that always gets sick when she tries to rob the guys at the strip right, club. Right, okay. Okay. Her. So she's blonde. She's How the, old is she? See, this is a problem. Everyone I picked is in their, like, mid-20s, which I know is an issue, but, like... That's not an issue. Uh, so, yeah, she's mid-20s. Because didn't...
1: Uh, sorry, I'm just trying to remember the time frame. They, she died when she was in her, like, mid-30s, but they dated for, like, a long-ass time before that. So it's like it would have to start in her mid-20s.
0: I think it works. I think Sophie Turner, who's married to Joe Jonas, she was on Game of Thrones. She's very, Again, I'm like, who the fuck is this? <laughs> she's very blonde and austere. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And then my third pick, just thinking about how Ryan Murphy likes to keep his stable going right. of the actors that he cast. Jessica A- Lang. <laughs> Jessica, H- H- Jessica H- Lang Lange Lange. would be perfect. Um, Emma Roberts? I mean, no. I know, but. Definitely not her. I'm just trying to. Thi- oh, what? Sarah Paulson?
1: In okay. prosthetics. My picks would be. Margaret Qualley, but blonde. Ooh, someone because like there aren't that many cool blondes, so I think we might need to find a brunette that can dye their hair. <laughs> that Anna Taylor Joy chick. Oh. I've never seen her act in anything. She's very good, but she's
0: like now very A list. She has that like icy vibe. She she does. My mom was like, "Oh, Rosamund Pike," and I'm like, "Rosamund Pike is not going to be in a Ryan Murphy show." <laughs>
1: Yeah, but also isn't Rosamund Pike like 40? Yeah, she's in her 40s. And then my other thought is Elle Fanning. This is Elle Fanning's I'm a big girl now role. I thought about that too. Yeah, I feel like this is a perfect thing for her. She's the right level of famous. But very different features. That's the other problem. I don't know. She's getting older. Like, she's not going to have that chubby baby face forever.
0: I more meant she has very big eyes and very <laughs> juicy lips. And Carolyn Bessette had almond eyes and like Whatever, thinner they'll lips.
1: contour her. It's fine. It's fine. Don't worry about it. So who's playing him?
0: I literally have no
1: picks. I was thinking Robert Pattinson. <laughs> Okay, he's never
0: going he's to He's too do- famous? Yes. What he about would. Henry
1: Cavill? He has the
0: right look, right? Oh my God, his body is so different. He would have to lose like 40 pounds of muscle. Whatever. He was, JFK was buff. I think these people are way too famous. I think it's going to be like an unknown British actor that can do an amazing American accent. What I also find fascinating, and I know this is like inside Hollywood bullshit that you won't care about, but Ryan Murphy signed like one of the biggest TV production deals with Netflix for reportedly $300 million. But because his kind of most famous franchise, the American, again, as I say, insert noun here, story. So right now he just has American crime story and American horror story.
1: Right. And soon to be American love story, American sports story. What else can we do?
0: Oh, I, well, I, I have a pitch for you. Okay. American Reincarnation Story. Get a little Super Soul Sunday in this. Wait, I feel like I've seen that
1: movie. Um. Anyway,
0: continue. No, I just find it interesting that, like he's supposed to have this exclusivity with Netflix, and he keeps making FX shows. Right. He's like, what about this one? What about this one?
1: Well, I get it. I mean, he, as a creator, really does own the concept of an anthology series. Like, it makes sense that he'd just be kind of churning out more anthology series in different genres. But it's weird because, like, the fact that these are American stories, like, is kind of irrelevant. (laughs) Like, it doesn't, I mean, I guess maybe in the case of JFK Jr. and Carolyn Bessette, that's like more relevant and
0: like also the impeachment one but most of the time it's like what does it have to do with anything you know what we missed and when i was researching this story what i saw they have announced what the next season of american crime story is going to be what is it studio 54 oh that's cool yes See, that just proves
1: my point. Someone needs... They need to build the Studio 54 set on Taylor, Tyler Perry's uh, studio, studio lot in, in, in Atlanta. Atlanta, just so people don't have to keep making that moon over and over again. So, Chelsea, how are you feeling? You feeling awake yet? I'm still asleep, but now I have low-grade anxiety from the caffeine, so... So the espresso backfired. (laughs) So so I fucked up. I fucked up even worse. Uh, But it's totally fine. Speaking of people fucking up. So this week there was major drama in New York's downtown fashion scene. Givenchy's creative director Matthew M. Williams was accused of copying the work of the late fashion designer Benjamin Cho, who incidentally is Williams' former boyfriend. So for those of you who are unfamiliar with Benjamin Show, he had a namesake label in the early 2000s. He was also downtown famous because he used to DJ the Smith's Night at Sway, which was the party
0: at the time. Did you ever go? I did. I mean, it was a Sunday night party, we should say. <laughs> yeah sort of hard once you're out of college and actually have a nine to five.
1: Totally. I mean, I definitely went, but it was on the tail end of its relevance. Like that was a party that lasted for a very long time.
0: Yeah. If we were going post financial crisis, that wasn't the time to go. Yeah. No, a thousand percent. So quite tragically, Benjamin Cho
1: passed away a few years ago and now his ex is pilfering his legacy,
0: I guess. This series of posts became a space for the OG downtown scenesters of the early aunts to bitch about Matthew Williams. <laughs> Unfortunately, her account has since gone private, but thankfully we did get a screenshot of a particularly juicy comment from the writer slash it girl Leslie Arfin that read, The same at
1: Matthew M. Williams who used Ben to social climb his way into any career possible when he was just Lady Gaga's boyfriend, but also Ben's boyfriend? Yeah, fuck him and fuck at Givenchy official. So she's basically saying that Matthew Williams fucked his way to the top and was fucking Benjamin Show and Lady Gaga simultaneously, which is definitely news to me and I'm sure news to most people. I mean, I didn't know that he dated men at all. I have no idea how he identifies, by the way.
0: Yeah, he was married, but recently divorced, and most notably in his Wikipedia, it says he dated Lady Gaga, so that's at least known.
1: Well, I also learned in his Wikipedia entry that he was the artistic
0: director of House of Gaga. I mean, we all got to start somewhere, (laughs) I guess. I I don't know. (sighs) Yeah. So his story is he got rejected from Parsons. Which is so rude because like... We got into Parsons. Yeah, he
1: he may not be our favorite designer, but he's definitely deserves to go to the Parsons School of Design.
0: But that did not stop him. He had a stint with Kanye, stint with Lady Gaga. He would then start his own streetwear brand, Alex. I mean, you
1: wish it was called Alex. It's... Wait, I wrote it down. How do you even say it? Is it 1017 or 1017 Alex 9SM? I mean to me that just sounds like Elon Musk and Grimes child, is it not? Yeah, it's giving me House of Harlow nineteen sixty vibes personally, but yeah, there's far too many numbers. Basically, he started a brand and it's full of buckles. And because Javanshi clearly wanted to bring in a designer that was in the streetwear world, he was appointed as the creative director of
0: And also the the dress in question that Matthew Williams stole or was inspired, heavily lifted from Benjamin Cho is not even recent. It's from six months ago. I don't know why it's popping off on the internet now. It actually, it's not popping off at all. I think we're the only people that are covering this. We are aware that this is an esoteric topic that most people listening to this right now don't know what we're talking about, but we feel that it is important because designers can't get away with this. It's not it's not
1: okay. Look, it's like when you are designing for a major fashion house, you can't reference the work of someone that's significantly less famous than you without crediting them, right? It's it's a power imbalance. It's kind of like when Nicolas Gesquier was at Balenciaga and he copied those patchwork... Kaizek Wong vests. And all he needed to do was credit Kaizek Wong in the program. But because he didn't, it's just like you're stealing from this small, obscure designer. And that's basically what Matthew Williams is doing with Benjamin Cho, which is really shitty because it's like the receipts are there. There's photos of them hanging out in the early 2000s. He obviously knew what Benjamin Cho's dresses looked like. And now you
0: have Chloe Sevigny in the Givenchy officials' comments, hashtagging Benjamin Show. Yes, along with that entire friend group. It's weird too because it's so unnecessary. Because Matthew Williams could easily have gotten a Business of Fashion or New York Times style section piece about this. Yeah, how I'm
1: paying tribute to my late friend. You know, who was an innovative and underrated designer? But, you know, he was one of those people that had great ideas, but just couldn't create a commercially viable line, which is, let's be real, most people that are good designers, you know? Yeah. It's a completely other skill set to be someone like Matthew M. Williams. Anyway, rest in power, Benjamin Cho. Your work unfortunately lives on (laughs) non consensually.
0: Well, speaking of more fucked up things that have happened in the fashion industry, the model Carrie Otis has come forward with a lawsuit that says she was sexually assaulted by Gérald Marie, elite model management's former European chief. The abuse Otis is claiming occurred in 1986 when she was 17. Since 2020, 11 women have come forward to allege sexual misconduct and rape against Marie, who categorically denies the allegations. I think he's innocent. I don't know about you. If the elite modeling agency sounds familiar, that would be because Julia heart star of my unorthodox life now runs the agency
1: yeah we meant to get into the history of elite when we were talking about my unorthodox life and whatever episode that was yeah chelsea totally forgot about it yeah
0: chelsea was too busy trying to convince me it was a good show
1: Yeah, Elite does have a very dark history. I don't even know where you want to dive uh, in. And among one of the darkest details being that several of these rapes occurred in the apartment that he
0: shared with Linda Evangelista when she was gone, basically. Yeah, Yeah, so the model Linda Evangelista in 1987 married Marie. And when these allegations came out about a year ago, she gave a statement saying, I knew nothing of these sexual allegations against him, so I was unable to help these women. Uh, Hearing them now, and based on my own experiences, I believe that they are telling the truth. Which, like, that's quite the subtweet.
1: Yeah, and I guess, like, Carrie Otis is actually going to... Or she said that she intends to pursue a civil case against him, which is possible because, I don't know if it was last year, a couple years ago, they, like, expanded the statute of limitations, basically, for civil cases.
0: I don't know. But in the Women's Wear Daily article about this... I saw a detail that I haven't seen anywhere else, which she's also accusing a model scout named Trudy Tapscott of basically being like the Ghislaine Maxwell to Marie's Jeffrey Epstein, essentially, yeah. that she knew what he was doing to girls and she purpose- she's the one that placed Carrie in his apartment to stay with him.
1: I'm really genuinely curious about the mindset of these women.
0: The models or the model scout who the, is these putting weird them in the like ro- trafficker yeah. madam
1: like it's easier for me to understand the Jeffrey Epstein or whatever than it is for me to understand the Gislaine. or how do you even say her name? I still don't know. Ghislaine. Should I tell my story about meeting her once? <laughs> Get into it, yes. So <laughs> When I worked at V-Files, she I don't was know. like,
0: are you a masseuse? Would you like to come to my friend Jeffrey's house? <laughs> Yeah, I
1: was just walking down the street and the window rolled down. <laughs>
0: no, I was just we're, like, by the way, we're using humor to deal with a dark issue. We're not laughing. No, we at this really situation. need to
1: like figure out how to pronounce her name, though. The fact that I still don't know is crazy. It's funnier to say
0: Jislaine. It's Jelaine. Jelaine. But tell me it's not more satisfying to say Jislaine. It is. Yeah, Jislaine. Yeah. Whatever. There's no need to put respect on her
1: name, by the way. (laughs) You say Jelaine, I say Jizzlane. Go on. So this was maybe like six, maybe seven years ago. I was just working at my computer. My boss comes in and announces to the entire office that Jelaine is here and she is going to talk to you about something really important, which was saving the ocean. She had this nonprofit that was basically like all about like petitioning the United Nations to designate the ocean as its own country so it could be like regulated, right, not ruined by corporations. Exactly. Exactly. So yeah, she gave a nice save the ocean speech and uh she, you know, shook our hands and and left, although we did like make a collaborative t-shirt with her <laughs> ocean nonprofit, which I'm currently just like, I have like eBay and grailed alerts set for it. I haven't been able to find it yet, but yeah, we gave it out at like one of our fashion shows. It was on everyone's seats. Oh my God. And then it wasn't until like years later, like one of my colleagues pointed it out to me, like, did you know that that was that Jelaine was this Jelaine anyway? So that was my brush
0: with, and I also met Harvey Weinstein too, but that's a story for another time. These people have nothing to do with the story we're talking about. But Elite has had a history kind of marred in in sketchy behavior. Its founder, Julian Casablancas, I guess was very aware, certainly by the 80s and 90s of Marie's behavior he was even quoted as saying uh calling Marie a sleaze who quote beats up women and rapes them I don't know if Casablanca is his one to talk seeing that he at one point was fucking a 15 or 16 year old Stephanie Seymour depending on which story you hear uh when he was still married to his second wife who would be the mother of Julian Casablanca's frontman of the strokes fuck
1: I forgot about that connection I thought he just had a really fabulous last name that see that was like that bit of information about Julian Casablancas was lodged so deep in my brain yeah. it was basically next to the plane crash with Travis Barker and DJ AM which I also completely fucking forgot about but we'll get into in a bit yeah I mean it's pretty obvious that while Julia Hart is clearly an inspiring and capable businesswoman girl boss girl boss. It is strategic that they have brought in a woman to be the CEO. I mean, this is kind of the equivalent of if Georgina Chapman was like forced to run Miramax, <laughs> which honestly is a movie I would love to see.
0: Uh, yeah, that's a that's a Chandra Rhyme show waiting to happen. Absolutely. I mean, and it's very obvious
1: that, like, even on Julia Hart's reality show, it's like they're very consciously positioning her as this woman who's on a one woman mission against misogyny and rape culture and stuff. One six inch stiletto at a time. (laughs) Yeah, but like, there's literally like several plot lines that speak to this theme. And I think that's part of that is like it's interesting for the show, and part of that is part of a broader rebranding of Elite.
0: There's no good transition to do this, but do you want to discuss Linda Evangelista's hooey romantic history? Sure. I mean, Kyle MacLachlan being the best person she's dated, right? For many, many years. And it's given the interviews with Linda Evangelista and what we're about to tell you with other romantic partners later on, I don't understand how they jive together. She seems like a very demanding person. Love Maybe Kyle brought out the best in her.
1: Plus they were both so beautiful at that time. Like if you just Google like Kyle McLaughlin, Linda Evangelista, Stephen Mizell, you will see some truly stunning photos from the nineties. We'll put it in the show notes. They did one or two Barneys
0: catalogs when that used to be a thing. Yeah, I think they did a couple of them.
1: Yeah, they were really hot couple. They went to the Met Gala together. Like that was a really major moment. When the Met Gala was prestigious. It was less prestigious, but it was cooler. I felt like it wasn't that hard to get an invite to the Met Gala like 20
0: years ago. So her romantic life was most recently in the news, which felt like a few years ago, but I guess it was a decade ago because she had a child with Francois-Henri Pinot and took him to court for child support. Right. Which at the time she was asking for the most in family court history, which was nearly 50 grand a month. So that's still less than $10,000 a day if you do the math, you know? Yes. Linda Evangelista most famously said, I will not get out of bed for less than $10,000 a day. What I find interesting is the actual quote is, Christy and I, referring to Christy Turlington, have a saying that we don't get out of bed for less than 10000 a day. And she always got tagged with that. But, you know. She's also she tried to drag Christy, Christy down with her. But she couldn't. Anyway, Francois-Henri Pino is married to Selma Hayek. Also, he is the guy that owns Balenciaga and Gucci, French billionaire. Yeah. In the court hearing, he said that they only went on seven dates, he and Linda Evangelista. And when she got pregnant, he asked her to terminate the pregnancy. And she said, no. Not this billionaire fetus, please. What do you think I've been working for all this time? (laughs) We should not reduce
1: her to this, actually, because... Let's be real. Linda Evangelista is basically the best model. Maybe the greatest that ever lived in terms of range, right? Her, Naomi. I think she might even have more range than Naomi. I don't know. Naomi's great. It's her and Naomi are like the top. Yeah. But Linda, I feel like can do like, Linda can like be a man. Linda is the most fucking verse model in history. (laughs) Linda is how you model. Linda is no Kendall Jenner. I was just about to say (laughs)
0: But anyway, of the things she was claiming that she, why she needed the $50,000 a month for her son with the billionaire was that not only for her apartment, but they needed a secondary apartment for playdates. She needed security, of course. And I tried to find documentation of how it got resolved. I'm sure there's some resolution, but. I
1: kind of agree with her. Like if he's a billionaire, surely he can afford $50,000 a
0: month. Yeah, I worked out. Yeah, it's only 600000 a year. That's nothing. That's a drop in the bucket. Yeah, that's like rents at the Gucci flagship store in Beverly Hills. She also was with that football guy for a while whose name escapes me.
1: Fabian Barthez? I guess. I mean, you could say literally any name and I'd be like, yeah, that guy. I don't know. I just remember that he was pale and bald. Anyway, Linda Evangelista is iconic, even though not all of her boyfriends have been 10s. Just Kyle McLaughlin, I guess. So this week, Shine, or is it Sheen? We still don't know how to pronounce this. You know what? We're middle-aged to geriatric millennials. We're not supposed to know how to pronounce it. But some geriatric millennial listening to this might have a teenager that like shops there. Someone let us know. Yeah. From now on, we're I'm just going to call it Shine. Yeah, it's Shine, guys. Um, shine announced this. Reality competition show basically called the Shine 100k Challenge, which is basically a project runway type thing where they're picking young designers, forcing them to compete against each other, and the winner will get 100k.
0: Well, it's a budget project runway, so there are 30 emerging designers who will then compete to make it down to the final five. Those five will be flown to Los Angeles for the finale for a once-in-a-lifetime chance to be mentored by the judges one-on-one. How bummed would you be if, if you got Chloe? You'd be like, <laughs> so good American. Yeah, so the
1: judges are Chloe Kardashian, La Roach, Christian Siriano, Jenna Lyons, and Laurel Panton. All of whom have been criticized online for participating in this because, as we know, Shine is kind of the worst end of fas- fashion just because their clothes are literally like $7, right?
0: Yeah, and it has incentivize children basically to buy like 200 pounds of clothing
1: and they copy a lot of young designers you know that's another thing that like they're always getting shit for
0: yeah and so the, the grandpa prize winner will get a hundred thousand dollars and then their creations will be showcased during shine's fall winter 2021 virtual fashion show and streamed to millions globally so all the judges cross posted
1: the same graphic on instagram i only really looked at the comments for christian siriano and jenna lyons who both kind of doubled down and are basically like i'm blocking people and deleting comments and stuff
0: jenna lyons has turned her comments off
1: I'm not saying that these people should do this. I'm just saying that the amount of money that they must have been offered to participate in something that is clearly this lowbrow must be beyond our wildest dreams.
0: What is your price to sell your soul, Chelsea? A million? Two million? Like literally way less than that. Yeah, so Jenna Lyons in her post said that uh you know listen there are a lot of comments about shine i appreciate the feedback and everyone getting a chance to say how they feel the reason i per- participated if you're interested is because the entire process was, was designed to support young designers and all the contestants were incredibly talented passionate and deserving of a chance of at winning a hundred thousand how about you donate some of your fee which i'm sure was probably closer to a million dollars and give it to these designers like it does feel very Hunger Gamesy that three, 30 go down to 5 and only 1 get 100,000 yeah dollars which look I'm- I
1: love Jenna I'm not going to talk shit but I will say that I don't think that this merited a response from her I think she should have just turned off her comments but I think the funniest thing about this is how the how all of these personalities are described in the announcements. Okay, so Khloe Kardashian is a personality and entrepreneur. Law Roach is an image architect. Which fine, yeah. Well, when I looked closer, it said image architect, but then there was a small copyright single symbol. So I was like, did Law Roach copyright the phrase image, image ar- architect? He did, Lauren. I looked it up. Okay. I can't prove that it was him because it has been registered to 121259 Inc., which is located in Los Angeles in the area code that's like Fairfax, the Grove, like over there. And it's trademarked for personal stylist services, namely evaluating the physical attributes, lifestyle, and fashion styles of others and recommending clothing and accessories to achieve the personal image desired by the client. So styling, basically.
0: Oh, La Roach definitely <laughs> trademarked the phrase image architect. Just call yourself a stylist. What the fuck? He's an image architect. Actually, I'm an image architect, but I
1: love how his people must have like, in their conversations with Shine, be like, "Um, he's an image architect, but you have to have the little trademark symbol because we've actually um, trademarked, that, trademarked phrase. that phrase. So
0: you can't change Taz's business cards from stylist <laughs> to image architect. Image
1: architect. No, that's a La Roach only thing. It's like, I'm sorry, but I don't think... Calling in some Valentino samples for Zendaya is like being an image architect, but whatever. Christian Siriato is described as an American fashion designer. I don't see how, how his nationality is relevant here, but whatever. Jen Alliance is described as the founder of Love Scene, her eyelashes brand, but in this case, I actually think creative director is the most.
0: Accurate, Apple, applicable
1: yeah. to her body of work, and then Laurel Pantin, the only one with a normal description, who is the style director of InStyle magazine.
0: Well, there you go. Yeah, I think Jenna Lyons' post is super extra. My favorite part was that she says, "I encourage you to one, maybe take a look at it and see what you think before jumping to conclusions." I mean, we did, and we don't think it's great but and then she goes too if you have a private instagram and feel the need to make a negative comment i deeply appreciate if you read a quote titled the man in the arena by teddy roosevelt so i'm like okay what what is this and by the way it's not a quote it's like a whole paragraph so the man in the <laughs> arena i guess that was uttered by teddy roosevelt known gadfly it is not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done, be- done them better. I think she's talking about us. <laughs> the credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust, sweat, and blood. Okay, Jenna, you posted one Instagram thing and you're going to be at one event in LA face-to-face with one of the contestants. I'm not talking shit. All right, I'll be the voice of the audience. <laughs> I guess instead of dust on her face, she's got her love scene eyelashes. She's like, I'm doing the work. Don't pull away. You were laughing when I said that. She moved away from the mic, so you guys couldn't hear. Anyway, I guess we'll be tuning into this. We have to to see what the designers are. Yes. Oh, God. To round things out, Page Six has run a very hysterical article stating that the Met Gala has gone from being super prestigious to being full of influencers.
1: Yeah, it's it's sponsored by Instagram. Of course, it's going to be full of influencers. They're buying tables just like everyone else.
0: Yeah, and by the way, full of influencers, allegedly the two confirmed would be Emma Chamberlain and Addison Rae. Right. I, as if we've forgotten that James Charles who might be the original sin influencer, was at the camp show in 2019. He was also
1: dressed by Alexander Wang. I can't imagine we'll have an exact repeat of that this year, but I just want to see Instagram influencers that I care about there. Such as? Like some of the animals. I'm, I'm sorry? Like, you know how I follow all those like fat seal accounts? Like, I would love to see fat little seals, like, <laughs> flopping up the steps of, of the Met, you know? <laughs> Wearing little Prada wetsuits.
0: I think PETA would certainly have a problem with that. Whatever. It's also interesting, so we referenced this a little bit when we were talking about Linda Evangelista and Kyle McLaughlin, but there seems to be a fundamental misunderstanding of what the Met Gala is, or at least was. It, it was an industry event, Or it was mostly for people that were in the Upper East Side philanthropic circles. Like it was a very insular event. It's about funding the Costume Institute. So
1: that's transitioned from being a combination of celebrities and having brands buy tables and invite celebrities and then have just like general rich
0: people and socialites and. And by celebrities, we mean truly the designer's friends that they just invited out that night. Yeah. Not like, ooh, Emma Chamberlain's popular. We should probably invite her.
1: But now it's like, it's bigger than ever and they're making more money than ever from it, which is good. So I don't really care if like Emma Chamberlain or whatever is there. I still don't know what she does, but... It's fine. Like, there's plenty of celebrities they actively ignore. Like, I never know who, like, half of the models are at the Met Gala.
0: For sure. And this Page Six article, the person they quote seems to be a producer, a publicist, or a manager agent that's acting as if, like, well, I might pull my A-list actor because these people Oh, yeah. Are fuck off. They're acting as if Anna Wintour has no agency in this. She's the one okaying the guest list. Yeah. So if somehow she thinks that Addison Rae is is good, then she's the one who made that decision.
1: I mean, didn't they have like an influencer, like replace Andre Leon Talley? Oh, to as... do interviews? Yeah. Um, if it
0: wasn't us, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, I think Anna Winter doesn't go far enough. It's like if she wanted to boost sales of Vogue, she should be putting these fashion anointed YouTubers on a cover of Vogue.
1: Yeah, I mean, should she?
0: I think it's about celebrities. For sure. I don't think
1: it's about models or influencers right now. I think it's about like good old fashioned celebs. Who do you define as a good old fashioned celeb? Oh, you know, like Beyonce or Angelina Jolie. Right. I care more about that than like another Kaya Gerber cover, you know, of which we've had two this year, neither of which have been that interesting, but whatever.
0: So, anyway, guys, it's going to be fine. It's going to be great looks. Hopefully someone's in a denim-on-denim denim look. I will riot if J-Lo is not there with Ben Affleck, though. That'll be me being the uh, unnamed source for a page six article. <laughs> uh, kardashian time? Absolutely. kardashian Aholics anonymous. This is a case for the FBI. <laughs> Chelsea, do you believe that love can cure all? Because I do now. Because Courtney I mean, Kardashian's no. Because Courtney Kardashian's love has cured Travis Barker's fear of flying. Tell me more. Travis Barker, for the first time since uh, surviving a deadly plane crash in 2008, hopped aboard a plane with Courtney to go to Cabo San Lucas. I totally forgot about the plane crash. I forgot that
1: DJ AM existed. I didn't realize that he had third degree
0: burns over 65% of his body, which is extremely fucked up. So he always had a fear of flying. He had a bad feeling before this specific flight, called his own father to be like, I have a weird feeling about this one. Tell his kids that he loved him. And then I think as it was taking off the runway, it crashed. The two pilots and Travis's two friends, uh, his assistant and his bodyguard who were with him, passed away and somehow he and DJ AM survived. And the burns came from me, ran back onto the plane to like grab his friends out and couldn't. Ugh. It's terrible. And since that day, he's vowed to never be on a plane again. And then he posted on Twitter on June 25th of this year, I might fly again. Well, he started dating a Kardashian and you can't not fly. You can only drive to La Quinta so many times.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's flying on
0: private jets is what they do as a family. That and like, throwing parties for each other. So yeah, he posted a photo that said, with you, anything is possible. He's holding her. They're kissing in front of the private jet. Did you notice whose private jet that is? No. That would be Kylie's own $72 million private jet. What a nice sister. Do you think they have to pay for gas or is it a gift? What?
1: (laughs) Speaking of Kylie, we have a new brand on the horizon. Kylie Swim, baby. We've only seen like 1.5 swimsuits from it this, <laughs> thus far. Uh, if,
0: if you count all the edges of the Polaroids the she tees, I think it <laughs> equals, yeah, about two and a half. But the
1: main photo that she shared is a photo of her wearing some sort of like yellow and pink ombre contraction that reminds me of the sort of clothes that like female bodybuilders wear in the 80s or wore in the 80s. Will you be wearing it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> For sure. The annoying thing about it is that all I want is like Skim's swimwear. Next summer, I'm sure. There's I no really way. I really hope so. I really hope so.
0: Well, look, we're, you know, Kylie's usually the one first through the door and then Kim comes after her. You know, it the- takes a little more time. So like, Well, what do what they say? The first one through the door gets shot? Yeah. Like, she's like, no, 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 you, Kylie, you, you do Kylie swim. <laughs> see how that goes. Also, can you believe that Kendall and Kylie still exists? Like the brand? Oh, I thought you meant them as just people. No, I mean. Oh, yeah. They still have that brand. They did have that fashion line. Like they don't have Dash. Like no Dash is gone, but like Kendall and Kylie remains. My heart goes out to the probably freelance designers who have to design for that. What would you rather? I doubt they're freelance.
1: I'm sure Kendall and Kylie is like a very successful company with like several in in house designers.
0: Well, what would you rather buy? Would you rather have something from the Kardashian closet, which is where they sell? Yes,
1: of course. I want Chris Jenner's old Adidas tracksuit, but they always sell out before I have time to buy them are you constantly on the kardashian closet i'm not constantly but every once in a while i check to be like is there a chris caftan is there a track suit i've just I, it hasn't happened for me yet uh
0: in and out list yeah let's do it do you want to do in or do you want to do out i'll do out this week so margaret qually and jack antonoff kissing in front of milk bar is in i thought the photos were cute yeah, for those who didn't see, I guess Jack, Jack Antonoff and Margaret Qualley debuted as a couple gallivanting around Lower East Side and grabbing some cookies from Milk Bar. It seems like a cute pair to me, honestly. Sure. Um, and Lord's wig in the Mood Ring video is out. Did you see that? No, I refuse. I, I, I'm not into this album. I'm not into this like Bobo, Lana Del Rey. As soon as I saw the track title Stoned at the Nail Salon, I was like, what are we doing here? It's like a fine song though.
1: All right. Wh- I don't even, even know why I'm defending this. I, I don't really care about this album either, but you, you've got to see this wig.
0: All right. So Beyonce and Jay-Z's appointment as Tiffany and co-brand ambassadors is in. And
1: J-Lo and A-Rod's ill-timed Hymns and Hers campaign is out. Have you guys seen these ads? Like, I'm talking to the audience, like, they can respond.
0: Yeah, it's quite obvious that they took a meeting together when they were still a couple to do. She would do the hers ads, he would do the him's ads, but she's doing hair growth, vitamins, and he's stuck doing like him's foundation. Yeah, him's
1: man concealer. (laughs) I thought that Hims and hers was just vitamins and shit. So I actually went to look at the website and it's like, you can get generic SSRIs at Hims, And at HIMSS, you can get dick pills too. Really? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, you can get like, you know, Wellbutrin, Celexa, Cymbalta, Prozac, Pac, like the gang's all here. It's crazy. And I guess the only difference is, is that it's delivered to you in like this minimalist ombre bottle.
0: Isn't that how you want to get your SSRI? Yeah,
1: that'll cure my depression. (laughs) A gradient.
0: So Jennifer Klein's Day of
1: Indulgence is in. And us not being invited to Jennifer Klein's Day of Indulgence for the 21st consecutive year is out. Okay, guys.
0: For those who don't live in Los Angeles. (laughs) I can't believe this event is still going on. It is essentially a gifting suite, but all of these legit celebrities show up to it I thought... Well,
1: who's Jennifer Klein?
0: She's a producer. I, for years, thought she was a stylist. She's... Well, what has
1: she produced? IMDb Pro.
0: Okay, honestly, there are several Jennifer Kleins, but the best that I can figure is she's this <laughs> Jennifer Klein okay. that is listed as a producer of something called Everest, which is a pre-production and associate producer of Pearl Harbor. I don't know which Jennifer Klein she she's... is. There's so Does ma- anyone
1: know which Jennifer Klein?
0: Honestly, for years I thought Jennifer Klein was a stylist.
1: She seems like an affluent woman that would have a jewelry line.
0: Well, because the only other Jennifer Klein who's a producer is a producer of like celebrity paranormal projects, a Biker Battleground Phoenix and okay, like don't judge Jennifer Klein. Either Jennifer Klein. Anyway. I thought the gifting suites had gone away. Like this this was something we lost in like the financial crisis or something. And an indulgence that we just don't do anymore. Well, this one is noteworthy
1: because A-list people come to this.
0: Every year. Honestly, it gives Just Jared content for days. Yeah. So Jennifer Lopez was there. Tessa Thompson, Cynthia Revo, our love from White Lotus, Alex Daddario was there. Issa Gonzalez on InStyle which we'll put in uh, the show notes there's a very funny photo of Issa Gonzalez just sitting in someone's home office surrounded by like Sam Edelman bags or something. Well the weird thing about
1: it is that it doesn't seem like they're getting really fancy shit. Like this isn't like a Oscars gift bag or something. Like at best they're getting a pair of like J Brand jeans.
0: Yeah according to this InStyle article it's like Laverne Cox grabbed a bag of sweet treats from C's Candy. Now look. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I would love... <laughs> I would love free C's candy. <laughs> I'm not knocking that. I'm just um, simply saying it's like, uh, you know, Benefit Cosmetic New Brow Pomade. It's like as if these bitches can't
1: buy their, like, Benefit bronzer from Sephora.
0: What I also love and is so perplexing is most gifting suites are before the golden globes or the oscars and they're at hotel suites this is in some suburban mom's home in brentwood yeah it's like almost like an avon party or something but with celebs having said that jennifer klein whichever one you are please invite us we yeah, will I, go i need to come i need some gifted c's candy
1: Lauren ask and ye shall receive
0: uh, yeah we had to briefly stop the podcast because we received a delivery it Jen- was not
1: from Jennifer Klein it was from Sarah Jessica Parker's wine company
0: In vivo, we have a nice uh, rosé Rose
1: and a sauvignon blanc I would drink this now but this is warm maybe we save this for next week hopefully we'll actually have sex in the city news to talk about well next week actually we're going to discuss the sex in the city episode oh we can drink it then there Perfect. you go thanks SJP
0: yeah cute It
1: came in at a little influencer box and everything while wow, we're really coming up in the world
0: we're getting recognized oh, oh, oh. we're being sent things yeah
1: please send us free alcohol whatever it is
0: we We're will, down we'll drink it on the podcast yeah and
1: we'll give you a shout out all uh, right especially if there's any like nice like natural wine companies that want to like a pet
0: nap send me a
1: pet send me a nice skin contact vibe moving on. So wearing black honey since the 1970s is in. And discovering black honey on TikTok is out. Obviously, you added this one because I was not aware.
0: Uh, Yes, in my raging TikTok addiction at two in the morning, I have discovered and I am now on Clinique's black honey side of TikTok. (laughs) So a bunch of Gen Z people are finally discovering the OG kind of lip balm, lip gloss that is black honey. Which is a truly
1: iconic product, honestly. We are not getting paid to discuss, uh, it. discuss it, but it, it, it really is fabulous. I associated actually with, well, A, my mother because she wore it, and that's how I discovered it. And B, Madonna because she wore it on the cover of Ray of Light.
0: Oh, Yes, it's a universally beloved, kind of neutral, but it's a, a, a deep color. It's just Well, perfect. it looks different on everyone. That's the other thing. It's kind of like dynamic. Right. Well, I'm sure the black honey challenge is is upon us. And you know what, Clinique needs this because Glossier essentially stole their entire brand identity. Yeah, well, I don't know if they stole it so much as took what was successful
1: about their marketing strategy and sort of minimalist packaging and then just like apply that to young people. And
0: also the idea of like just very minimal makeup as well. Actually, I bought Black Honey a couple of years ago
1: because I went into a Sephora and there was a display and it literally said, remember Black Honey? And I was like, oh, actually I do.
0: And now a whole new generation saying, Black Honey, how do you do?
1: Yeah, I'm actually surprised that Glossier hasn't copied Black Honey.
0: Emily Weiss is like, fuck, that was a 22, 2022 release. <laughs> and finally, this Daily Mail headline, Kourtney Kardashian gets pulled over by the sheriffs for speeding through Malibu Canyon after helping Travis Barker find the courage to fly again.
1: Love how they brought that back. I also love how in this photo, uh, she's wearing a Poosh baseball hat.
0: Yes, I, but I will say that I am very disappointed that we got an after instead of amid helping Travis Barker find the courage to fly again.
1: And uh, Donda listening parties are
0: out. No more. Drop
1: the album. All right. This has been fun. And just like I'm that. I'm still not awake, but. Oh, no. And yeah, next week, we're going to talk about a Sex in the City episode. We still haven't picked which one, though.
0: Maybe we'll put it up on stories and have you guys decide. Yeah, like would you prefer, what was it between? We were going to do a season four episode. We were either going to do um, My Motherboard Myself, which is the episode where Miranda's mother dies, or All That Glitters, which has a... Uh, What's His Face from White Lotus. And you can stop DMing us, we know. <laughs> we do know, we know. We fucked
1: up, we're sorry. Anyway, thank you guys as always for listening. Thank you to our new fan, And thank you to Sarah Jessica Parker for this bounty of wine.
0: We know you personally sent it to us.
1: (laughs) Bye, guys.